Yeah, Sue, he just said that. God, I freaking love surprises! After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan, and this is a surprise episode because of the events of two nights ago. Patty, how the hell are you doing, man? Uh, I am on top of the world, uh, along with all of ATO sphere right now. Um, it's currently a quarter after midnight over here in uh, in Riga. But we're Beautiful recording this because year. because of this this game and because of the we had the craziness that went on. We gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta give you guys something. I think for for your weekend. We, so this is I think the second surprise. The first surprise one was a midweek Valor win. That's and true. Then this is the second surprise one. Sometimes we, these games they just deserve a, they deserve a surprise one. And holy shit, did this one well, deserve a surprise one? I was gonna say this one sure as shit did. Holy <laughs> man, that I've was, had a lot. I've, yeah, I've had I've had a lot of FOMO moments since I moved to Montreal. I think uh, I think that game was probably one of the biggest ones. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with you there. It was, man, that was like probably one of the wildest football matches I've probably ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) It was like from the opening offside goal from Halifax to the dying goal of Yvonne Perez to lift us out of the tie. Like that to me, that was one of the for for the history books. And I know Atletico has this season has had some crazy matches. Um, You know, the, the forge, you know, away win at in Hamilton, the the road yeah. trip to York, like all those games, mm-hmm. obviously all of yeah. them are also iconic, but this was mm-hmm. just another level. This was another yeah. level. Yeah. I mean there's 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 classics, there's iconics and there's legendaries and this one was surely a legendary one. Yeah, yeah, and it puts us level in second place with 35 points. Level in second place. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. Top 3 are 35 points right now. All uh, three Oh yeah, that's right. That's true. The top points. 3, yeah. That's <laughs> insane. That ridiculous? Right that's insane. Like, I look at the I look at the table right now and it's like I mean, if you asked last year, the year before or whatever, it's like, "All right, there's three teams tied at the top. Who are you going to guess they're going to be? Forge, Cavalry, and Pacific. You know, depending on the year, Pacific uh, probably actually all of the years. Nope, it's Atletico fucking Ottawa, baby. <laughs> the gilded wooden spoon this year. <laughs> From worst to tied to first. We did it. And what a game yeah. that was, man. Holy. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of first, let's start with the beginning. The Halifax basically it was theirs theirs to lose the first ten minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. They, I, uh, I really ran show. Yeah. Back. I mean I was not gonna lie, a little bit worried. Um I I think the first ten minutes was was all Halifax. Um, and yeah. then they had that goal that I was like, oh no! And then, and then uh, when they called it offside, I was like, oh boy! But then they kept yeah. pressing for like probably the next eight to ten minutes after that. Um, yeah. And then once the boys settled down, it was smooth sailing. I'm going to call it for the first yeah. 45. Um, mm-hmm. It was. I mean, we played kind of. A, I'm going to call it a different formation, which you know we talked about last week when we talked about the utter disaster that was the formation we played last week. And they, you know, Carlos changed it up and we ran a five, three, two off the opening kick, which, you know, is, is, is not, let's say not our calling card, uh, as, as ATO. 
Um, but obviously, Carlos had something in mind, and he threw Acosta, Espeo, Tissot, Becky, and Bahus in the back, Bassett and Sissoko and Alleman in the mids, and Tabla and Wright as strikers. Um, mm. It's a little unorthodox, I'm going to say, yeah. um, but I think we all agree we needed a change after the dumpster fire that was the game against Pacific, so yeah. here we are, talking about a win. Yeah, no, it was, it was it was interesting. I mean, it was pretty classic, like, three at the back and attack, mm. four four two and defend. Yeah. And, like, you know, we've got the players that can do that. The only thing is that when you're in attack, it's like, okay, are we really playing Bahus as a wing back? Yeah, right big concern. The, I, like, I, <laughs> I, love, I love this kid, man. I love this kid. But these past two games, he has not covered himself in glory. And that, that this, this game was not his fault. He was just getting skinned. Him and Miguel were getting skinned by, uh, what's their left backs? Uh, their... Uh, yeah, their left back's name. Oh, tabby? Uh, tabby, yes, Tabby. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. fast, very quick. Skinned our right side constantly. Yeah, which just, is not something yeah. we say very often, honestly. Like, normally no. the left side is our weak side, um, but yeah. not. it sure as shit was not this game. Holy. <laughs> not this game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> left side, strong side. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, I know we often hate on the referees on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And for good reason most of the time. But I got to say, I think mm-hmm. this was probably one of the best officiated matches all season. You know what? I'm going to say it. This was the best officiated match of the entire season in the entire CPL. Any any Halifax fan listening to this is going to be like, you're fucking dumb. Bro. Good. Well, guess what? <laughs> Enjoy being at the bottom of the table where you fucking belong. <laughs> that offside. The, it's it's so funny. Like at first, the, that first offside goal. Yeah, um, I mean it was you know, it was very offside. Many, many would it was offside. Many would argue. Many would argue it wasn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and many would argue it's like no, that wasn't offside. It was close. Obviously, the angle on the TV is from behind the player, so the the illusion gives them the benefit of the doubt that they're behind the line. But if you yep. look at the if you look at you know indications around you, it's very close. It's razor thin, and razor thin enough. That conceivably a CPL lino could call it either way, but you I know, think that's that's a pretty low bar, but right? I think, but I think that, that's, that's the thing the import- that we have to accept. Exactly, right? I think that's it's not most, egregious. Yeah, that's the most important part of of this is for 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 anyone watching at home or even anyone that's in the stands. You know, you're getting different kind of angles, and obviously that can skew the way that you see a line or where the players are or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the linesman is in the best position to see where players feet are where the ball is kicked from all that stuff so as -hmm. much as like you know we 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 shit on some calls you know throughout the season or whatever i look at this as like whoever the linesman was i was like man like the calls he was making and the and also the referee the advantages that they were calling the amount of times that he called advantage i'm like this is what football is supposed to be because i think that when you take in its totality the way the officiants refereed that game, it made for some wonderful football. Like watching mm-hmm. that game was like edge of your seat, like back and forth. They let the let the boys play. They called the fouls that need to be called. He like gave the wag of the finger to a bunch of guys bo- on both sides, <laughs> Halifax and ATO, yeah. to be like, nah, you yeah. know what? You know, maybe it was a little soft. Like don't do that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I got to say, you know, it, it really showed what can happen in a game when it's officiated properly. Um, and that's, to me, the quality of, you know, sorry, Halifax fans. That's the quality of officiating that I would love to see 
throughout the league all season because that to yeah. me is is kept his, peak kept his peak cards football. in his pocket for most for most part as well i mean you know there's you know he waited until a repeat offender really to give yellows out which which was nice i mean that's the which way is the way it should be this is the way it should be unless yeah. there's a clearly yeah. egregious foul like yeah okay give the guy uh you know maybe a, maybe a one if it's not super you know vindictive um i mean that being said espeo's foul i'm going to talk about it right now I, it was it was a pretty clear foul, but I got I got I got mad respect for for Diego when he when he did that. So I um, mean we'll talk about it a little bit later. But either way, yeah. I got to give the rest credit. They did a great job officiating that match. Um, I don't really care if you're a Halifax fan, you can you can go and pound salt as far as I'm concerned because that was a, just such an excellent excellent game to watch. It was it was great, and I mean like like I said, like both of the offsides. It's 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 like you know we we have opinions about whether it's on or off all day, but if it's close enough. You have to understand that conceivably it can go either way depending on who the linesman is. And yep. if it's not egregious, then there's really nothing you can complain that much about. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, can we talk about Kevin Allen's goal for a second? <laughs> can we talk about just Kevin Allen in general? That guy came from like the, you know, he was basically like in the, you know, the Shadow Realm ghost plane of, yeah. <laughs> of being a player and coming on maybe off the bench for you know the last 10 minutes or sometimes not even making the bench. yeah sometimes not even making the bench and his goal made the tsn top 10 plays of the week actually the top five <laughs> it was number four number at the, four? A, CPL, a cpl goal made the number four out of 10 of the tsn top 10 plays of the week like uh, incredible it's nuts it's nuts like i didn't watch last night um because the game it started at 2 a.m my time uh, so, and I had to work at 6am this morning. Yeah. So I turned off, yeah. like literally I, on my phone as I was going to bed, I was like, Instagram notifications off, Facebook notifications Everything. off, chat off. Like, I was like, I, I, yeah. I was like, I just, I didn't want to spoil it. Um, and I watched yeah. the game kind of on my lunch break mm-hmm. and like, man, when Alamans, when that cross went in, I was like, I literally stood out of my chair and I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like what, what the hell yeah. just happened on the field? Yeah. Like, man, it was, yeah. it was one of the prettiest bends or dare I say, Bend it like Kevin goals. Bend it like Kevin. Yeah. And man, like it's, it's just it, honestly one of the best goals. And I'm talking like, to me, that's, that's like pro, like super pro level. Like I, you see that kind of shit in champions league. And I'm like, we're seeing this in like an Atletico Ottawa <laughs> game, like season game in t- at TD place. <laughs> it's nuts. Well, do they like nuts. people will, people will call it a, a flubbed cross. I don't care who gives a shit. Goes uh, a goal, no, right? In my, the, in my mind, funny, Kevin, funny... in my mind, Alleman saw that and he, that was all intentional. <laughs> I want to believe that too because he knew who was in that net and he's like he'll fuck up probably. Yeah, because it's Christian <laughs> Oxner and he's already been but replaced from what I gather. Yeah, Halifax just signed um, a new goalie, so yeah, they signed a seventeen-year-old. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> um, but so when it, when it, when that when he first made that kick, um, at first I'm like, oh, he just sort of flubbed the cross. His keeper's gonna catch it. You know what yep. happens? Yep. Um, and then and then it goes in the back of the net, and I'm just like. Wait a tick. What just happened? And they showed then they then they showed the other angle when it's behind him and you see he hits the Travella with the outside of the foot and yeah. then it bends. Oh in. my god. And, was... what, and then he even said in the post presser that he meant to hit it with the outside of his foot. He didn't say if it was a shot or a cross, but he meant to bend it in at least. Which you know so is conceivable. It's like okay, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make the cross, you know, you're gonna put some bend on it in case no one gets on the end of it, then at least you get a chance. And well, boom, there you go. I've I've said it before. I am an absolute slut for the outside of the foot Travella <laughs> shot. And so this not is just, like Johnny's just like at home, like, lane. oh my god. 
<laughs> Dreamland. <laughs> yeah, what a right what in a, front of the uh, dub too. And I know that's the best part too, because like <laughs> you know, as is tradition, we lost the coin toss. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, it was just 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 wild. Like to me, that was just such a wild goal. Um, and you love to see it. Um, yeah. You know, if we look at kind of some of the other stats, I guess for the game, I mean, possession was pretty much even. Fifty-five, forty-five. Halifax had you know the edge. Um, we actually got outshot. Which they tend to do. Yeah, often. and we actually got outshot. They, 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 they passed a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's uh, they shoot a lot. Then they always they have. Do, yeah. So I'm not really well, that surprised by that. That explains how they had. You know, we both had seven shots in the box, but they had six outside the box. So yeah. Well, that's just it, right? And they've literally always been like that. Like last season, this season, we've talked about it always. Everyone, you know, they say, "Oh, look at all these shots we got off." It's like, okay, but if only. Well, five was it five that they had on target? That's yeah, easy. five on target. But I mean, yeah, sometimes well, sometimes there's two or three, and it's like, okay, what's the point getting 15 shots off? But uh, yeah. they yeah, they, they, they had 13 they, shots, five on target. They we love to 10 shoot. shots, five they on target. Five on five on target for us is like pretty. Uh, yeah, five for ten. That's too. great, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm totally good with that. Um, yeah, crazy. None, none blocked. None nope. hit the woodwork. Nope, nope. They were all on target. <laughs> and so. we t- and we talked about fi- actually, uh, and we talked about finishing before yep. although uh uh as as eddie loves to point out and he's extremely correct uh tabla had his scheduled early uh big <laughs> shot right at the missed. keeper yeah <laughs> over the net to the side of the net or right at the keeper which the classic which he tabla does every move. game yeah. now you know oh it's like a oh yeah classic like opening five minutes below tabla move so shouts out eddie for pointing that out because it's extremely accurate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, big truth right there. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, possession-wise, it was, you know, uh, or sorry, pass pass accuracy equal eighty four percent to eighty five percent. They outfouled the shit out of us. They doubled our fouls in that game. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that seven. I'm pretty sure that Sam had like a lot of them because man, that guy. Oh my god, dude, what the fuck was he doing? Um, and I hate I hated yelling the things I was yelling at him because I spent a whole season you know loving that man for playing for the Fury, <laughs> and now it was just like, what are you doing? Dumb fouls, falling over. Like, do you think he let the occasion of going back to his own uh, home field like get to him? He's drinking the Wanderers Kool Aid, as far as I'm concerned, and that's not that's yeah. that's not something you want to be on. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll talk about him a little bit later, but yeah, he sucks. Mm. Um, thir- so you know, speaking of, uh, crazy unequal stats, Ottawa mm-hmm. had 34 clearances. Halifax had 13. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's this classic, like, like low block defensive Ottawa. Like we'll, we'll just, yeah. we'll just grind it out and kick a lot or kick our head. A mm. lot of clearances. Um, just clear it constantly. 34 yeah. to 13. Like that's. Stupid. We had like triple their that's clearances. Almost, yeah, it's basically triple. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. So uh I mean duels were even. Um, you know, it were really close, I think, within one or two of each other. Um, it was honestly again, one of the best one of the best matches I think I've I've actually watched. Entertaining. It was so entertaining. Both ways. It was great. It was great. It was great football for both teams. Like it was it was a really, really good watch. And you know, I bet all the the, the fact that it was, you know, alone on a Wednesday night as well, I bet a lot of the neutrals were tuning in on TV. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, definitely. And we're loving it. I know. I, I know. I uh, I actually just rewatched it. Um, you know, for the last two hours, basically hour and a half. And I kind of yeah. I, I forced my mom and my fiance, who are also here with me. I was like, you should watch this game. It was really crazy. And then I had to like <laughs> bite my tongue so hard not to be like, it was the wildest game. And like Ottawa wins because they get a goal in like the garbage time, and it's amazing. Guys, guys, <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Well, the worst part is like, my, yeah, my fiance is like playing Candy Crush or whatever on her phone, and like the amount of times I'd be like, oh, you should. This is a crazy play coming up. You should watch. 
I, yeah, I bet something wild gonna happen. Who knows? Steph. But even Steph. she was like, it, but it was good because like Stephanie, like even even uh, for Alamon's goal, her exact reaction was, "What just happened?" She's like, "What just happened?" I'm like, that, "That's what I said. That's what I think everybody said." <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, amazing game. I'm really, I think I'm yeah. with you, Johnny. I'm really, really sad. I missed being in the dub. For those of you who are in yeah. the dub, you guys got to witness something just absolutely beautiful, and I'm really sad. And they all, there. they all know it too. Oh, 100. Everyone's They're been flexing on, on us real hard. On Twitter talking, yeah, talking about like that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> no, yep. this is the kind of. What I mean, the, the thing is, we had a really, really great turnout at the game uh, as well. Yeah, I think 40, was like 40, 40, almost 400. Yeah, almost, almost like 4,300. Yeah. It was like 4,291. Yeah, yeah on, which a is, Wednesday on a Wednesday night, night bro. Bro. on a Wednesday. <laughs> They had to open the north side bo- uh, field side box. Yeah, the overflow. Yeah, so so I mean, insane. I, I, you got to look at how how the sport's growing in Ottawa, and if we can get yeah. forty three hundred people out on a Wednesday night game, like uh, I mean, look at the weekend games. Is what I'm saying. Like games on Saturday well, afternoon I mean, or Sunday. Right, and that's that's the kind of game that brings uh, that brings people back. And, yeah, and I know I had friends that I didn't even know they were going, and they're like, "Yo, I'm gonna go to the Atletico game tonight." I'm like, "What?" Last time you went to a soccer game, I dragged you there three years ago and you hated it. <laughs> and now they're like, yeah, I'm going. It's Liddy. It's lit. Everyone's talking about it. And I was like, all right. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, if uh, if you build it, they will come. And uh, God, CCSG exactly. has built the dub into, you know, what it is. And TD is a fortress right now. And it's amazing. Yeah, no, it is amazing. Uh, speaking yeah. of amazing, who uh, who was who, who do you think did the best? Oh, uh, stando um, player uh, time. Really, stando player. God, time. that's a really. I mean, number one, that's a really tough tough call this game. Uh, Maxime fucking Tiso. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, Max is back. There was a man from Gatino. <laughs> My God, he had a, like Christ. he had an eight point. I think it was like eight point eight one fought mob like stats score, which is bananas. Like, I mean, whether it was him putting more effort in on the pitch or whether he was tired of Johnny and I shitting on him, whatever, 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 whatever he's on, man, I want more of it. Whatever I want happened. more of it. Because like, yeah, well, I mean, we always say we always like to pretend that we had anything to do with anything. So that's why we're like Tiso Alamin. They definitely heard us calling him shit or ghost they or did. whatever for the past yeah. few weeks. And we're like, well, fuck those idiots. Yeah, I'm gonna, exactly. I'm going to go ahead and get a goal and an assist. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he did. Like, it's nuts, man. He, he got man. Of, he got man of the match. His assist to Alamin, perfect, perfect read and pass to yep. Alamin. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, man, that that goal from Brian Wright assist. I was like, who? I was like, no way. When I watched that, I was like, no fucking way, Brian. Just Brian There's was the no assistant. Way. There's no way. There's no yeah. way. There's no way Brian did that. And it's no. just like, man, like. Where, I was the same. Was, yeah. yeah. Especially because the whole the whole game, I'm like, I'm watching with Flo. I'm just slandering him the whole way during it. I'm like, oh, my God. What the fuck? And all of a sudden, he busts this fucking Kevin De Bruyne-esque ball right into the box. It was so perfectly to weighted to land like, on Tiso's the, foot. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Yeah. And he, and he made <laughs> the run. Who is this man? Well, and he made the run on, too. And I know, like, I've talked about about him being like maybe not match fit or whatever where i'm like oh brian wright is lazy because like he doesn't chase the ball and then to watch him mm. burn the defender just enough to get yep. a foot on it yep. to put a curler mm-hmm. across directly on a maxime tiso's foot who just buried it and he didn't just like tap it in max just like, like murdered it. it he smashed it and it's like that's the what's yeah. we want to see um mm-hmm. yeah so i mean on top of that his stats just bananas 76 percent pass accuracy 100 percent shot accuracy 75 percent ground duels won four clearances and three recoveries 
I'm like, that's the like, who is this guy? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, go off, go off, Maxime, go off. Yeah, um, go off, baby. So just keep going off every week, please, because <laughs> we've talked about he's hot and cold, and like last week we were like, ah, oh, he's really cold, and this week we're like, oh my god, he is like, man, they just, uh, just. I do, I hot. do have a, insanely hot. I do have a theory as well because. All right, let's um, hear your, let's hear your wild theories. I'm down. We, it is a wild theory. Um, obviously, we saw the return of Ivan Perez, which we'll talk a bit <sighs> later yes. about probably. Um, but he probably looked over, saw him on the bench, and was like, "I'm not gonna let that fuck replace me." Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> now know he's now he's back and he's match fit. <laughs> that is a good point because I know we did talk about that. We're like, you know what? Perez is coming back and he's just going to take Max's spot. Max is going to be riding. Yeah, the bench. exactly. And then Max yeah. throws on a uh, performance like this, and you're like, well, I guess Max is back at the starting eleven. <laughs> so honestly, Max, if you're listening, and I hope you are. Good God, what a what an incredible game! Like, keep that Amazing. up. We want you to keep doing that. Keep doing yep. that. Uh, and of course, we were talking about it a bit by Kevin Alleman. Kevin Alleman, I just I love that he's moved from like a, a ghost living on the fringes of like our team to like uh, an absolute stud on the pitch. Like he's fast, yeah. his control in the mids, and like that goal. Like to me, again, that's that's like a Champions League level goal. Like you see that when you watch like you know Barcelona play or like Real Madrid. Like you see you see you see goals like that, and it's just like. I can't believe how good it was. And then on top of that, 82% pass accuracy, 75% accurate crosses, 100% tackles one and 71% ground duels and 100% aerial duels. Like him and Maxime Tiso just like dominated the, the, the pitch yeah. up and down, defense, yeah. offense. They went go- doesn't matter. They went goblin mode. Yeah. <laughs> they, they sure Alleman did. Also yeah, they went, they two, also created two. Yeah. Full goblin mode. Alman created two chances as well. I mean, he was literally went full goblin mode. And yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. It's especially we said it on the last episode, but like this is the perfect time in the season for like an attacker to fucking come good that maybe was hiding in the wings for the whole time. Yeah, it's like, yeah. nope, I'm, I, I, I will answer the call when needed. <laughs> well, and you know what? We, we've, we've got him. And like, I loved that right when he scored that goal because he was so close to the dub or you know what? Even if he wasn't close to the dub, I feel like he would have done it. But he just like turned around, put his arms out. And he has that like Kevin Alleman, like infectious <laughs> smile. And I was smiling. Like that I found myself smile. smiling at him because his yeah. smile is so nice. And I was <laughs> like, man, like you, you know, he just walked towards the dub, arms open and like yep. showering praise on him. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> And it's just, man, I love it. 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 I'm so glad that Kevin like has has kind of come to where we were hoping he would be earlier in the season. But you oh, know I'm what? I'm so fucking happy he scored a goal, man. And I'm yeah. so happy that it was a banger like that, too. I would have taken anything. But like seeing him score is like, man, he's he's here. He's arrived. Yes. He was like on the precipice of arriving. And that game, he arrived fully. And is that a, is that a sound bite? Time. Is that a sound bite that Bryce can, can cut for you? <laughs> <laughs> he's arrived fully he was on the precipice of arriving fully <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah you can't oh, again you can't help but smile when uh when he when he does that so um and i mean i'm gonna throw my third one up here uh <clears throat> I, I, you know i i liked diego espeo i liked him this game mm-hmm. and i know he was on the disappointments last week but he redeemed himself um, mm-hmm. 93% accurate passes, 10 clearances, nine header clearances. He had like an insane amount of clearances because it is Diego. 
Um, what's the headers? Three? We talked about this. Like, if you think that you're going to win an aerial duel with Diego Espeyu, I've you're got not. Fucking, yeah, I've got, got a little... beach to sell you in Idaho. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, that being said, I also personally appreciated him dirt napping Sam after he fouled Tiso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it was literally yeah. like a minute later, and I just watched him like crush him, and I was like, yeah, he drew the yellow, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I, yeah, and I mean, uh, and then it's funny too because like Sam, like talking about Sam. To watch him like writhe around on the ground in the 18, like when he ran into Drew Becky, he like walked into him and then laid down. Then I was like, I was yep. like, when I when I saw it, I was like, oh, maybe he got an elbow in the face or like a hand or whatever. Yeah. And then I rewatched it. And I was like, no, he just literally walked into Drew Becky and then yeah. fell down. And it's funny because like Adam Jenkins was like, he was like, oh, it looks like he just got electrocuted <laughs> like, <laughs> by like walking into Drew Becky. And I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, so it, it really like kind of get, put the little little exclamation point on on what I liked about what Diego did because he kind of put him in his place and was like, "Listen, man, yeah. you can you can flop around all you want, but I'm gonna hurt you if you're gonna do it against me." So. Well, the, the thing is, is that you are way too small because I mean, obviously, more Sam is a very is a is a is a pretty skinny man, um, and you are way too mm-hmm. like you're not powerful enough to be to be fronting and acting as tough as you are right now. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to if you're going to foul and you're going to play dirty like this and then also just go over like a leaf. Yeah. Like if you're going to go over, I'll make you go over and then and then maybe you'll change your tune. <laughs> and well, that's what happened. <laughs> well, and that's just it. Right. Like I just I, I just I don't understand. Like just just don't just don't do that. As far as I'm concerned, just don't do that, because especially yeah. when you're going up against something that's like, I mean, Diego Spado, <laughs> he's like a fucking tall dude. He's like, oh, what is yeah. he? He's 1.87 meters. What is that in feet? <laughs> that's like a that's like a little over six feet, I think. 1.8 meters is six feet. And let's find out. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's at six foot one. So. <laughs> one. Okay. So I mean, if you're if you're Sam, you know, if you're Sam going against Diego Espeo, like you're gonna lose. Like I'm sorry, but you're gonna yeah. lose. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Diego, great work out there. Like to see it. Um. Honorable mentions this week. I mean, you can't have you can't not have him be part of the honorable mentions ivan perez jr the man hasn't played the the golden man but the best part is he hasn't played in ages and he just comes off the bench (laughs) plays 15 minutes and just hand delivers us three points (laughs) (laughs) and scores the winning goal just like right off the bench yeah it was it was dumb it was insane it was (laughs) these these incisive counterattacks are you love to see it because yeah, there's sure. been so many games where we've tried to play that type of football yep. and it's fallen apart along the way and the counterattacks don't come off and then the passes get missed and then all our, we don't have any chances because that is our way of achieving chances. Yep. But to see two basically identical clinical counterattack goals. Yeah. Was... Well, and the, and the first one was insane because when, when I watched Balu Tabla <clears throat> draw off four defenders <laughs> and then get the ball through and then that was uh, up mm-hmm. to Brian Wright and then across to Tisa, I was like – and even yeah. – like again, even Jenkins was like, well, maybe they shouldn't have committed so many defenders to Balu Tabla. I'm like, they fucking sure <laughs> shit shouldn't have because he, he's going to burn all of them and he did. He burned them yeah. so hard and then it was just – you know yeah. it was ticky-tacky right into the net. So, um, you know, and with that being said, I'm going to – give a shout out to Brian Wright you on our to. honorable you mentions. And I, again, you know, he's been on our shit list for a while, um, but yeah. his read and that perfect assist, just stunning, stunning play by yeah. Brian Wright. Um, and I, and I like to see a little bit of that spark. I like to see him chasing down the ball a little more, being a little more um, tenacious in his challenges, uh, not, yeah. not falling down as much, um, you know, not kind of giving up when he loses the ball. 
that I want to see more of that. And I'm really hoping that this lights a fire under his ass to say like, all right, I yeah. can contribute. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. he has been struggling, I think for a long time. And this yeah. was the first time Definitely. I've ever seen, well, not ever, but this is the first time I've seen this season. I think that spark of like the Brian Wright we know and love can put pressure offensively on, on the other team. And it was, it was good to see because I, I always fucking bitch about not pressing from the front and just yep. sort of sitting back and defending. But like we were pressing that game and I was, I was pleasantly I surprised and it was part of, it was part of what made it such a good game of football. And you know, he was part of that. Like he was running yep. after defenders, you know, trying to take the ball away. I was like, okay, we, we, we can do this. Why do we do this every week? Yeah. He, he would like, <laughs> exactly. He would like lose the ball and then he would like stay with the guy who took the ball and like at least even just put some back pressure on him or whatever. Like right. I liked, I liked it. I liked, I liked what I saw from Atletico. <clears throat> to me, it was, it was, we played a really great defensive game, but we also had yeah. some offense, which is not something we say every week. So it was, yeah. it was really good to see. Yeah, we do have to give the flowers to Brian Wright this week because he played a, yes. played a very good game and, and made, made some in, uh, important individual contributions as well that exactly. greatly attributed to uh, our win. Exactly. I do want to give this one's a little funny. Okay, I would like to give the manager of the man of the match award, however, to Sam mm-hmm. Salter for bringing the ball immediately back to the center circle after his penalty <laughs> to give us time to go on the counter and then score I, the winning goal. I, and if it wasn't for his tenacity, his <laughs> drive <laughs> to make sure we got know, that ball want... back as soon as possible i know i watched we it, might I not like, have came a... away with those three points and i was like what a fucking idiot like why would you do that and like to me it was like and it was funny because like he, he lined up to take the the, the p the pk because like you know they got the foul whatever and then like it zoomed in on his face and i was like oh look at this like dude with like oh man he has like a pubic hair goatee i'm the like stash, that's disgusting you know, the thing, it's yeah, real no, gross it's um, yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay, and then he scored, and I was like, oh, yeah, classic <clears throat> Sam Salter, fucking asshole, whatever. He grabs the ball, sprints to the center, puts it down. I was like, you dummy! And then, like, we scored. I mean, like, I, just, it's funny because, like, obviously, it was it was weird, wasn't it? Like, it was. listen, you just got the draw. You just got the draw. Yeah, go like home let the let the point. clock run, bro. Like, let the clock go run. home with the one point. <laughs> but it was your your drive to get the three points that instead. You gave the three points to us. And for that, Sammy Salter, we salute you. <laughs> we salute you. You are an honorary <laughs> honorary ATO member for this game <laughs> after scoring a PK against it. I love it. I love it. I love how hard that blew up in his face. <laughs> you love to see it. You'll you love, love to, see, to it. see it. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, speaking of disasters like Sam Salter's doing that, uh, who? Who do you got? I mean, Who do you got, Johnny? Who do you think? Some of the top two of my very list right obvious now? ones here, <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's. I mean, it's it's Vladimir Morgregor, isn't it? Oh, what a, what a, what did he what did he do all game except give up a stupid yellow and fucking like I said last time, all the shit that a striker is supposed to be able to do, he does none of it. Um, there was a moment when <clears throat> he didn't play to the whistle, and he thought he was offside, or he thought there was a foul or something. He thought that something was me. Oh, he thought it went out of bounds. And yeah. so he kicked the ball away because he thought it was out of bounds. Wasn't out of bounds. Whistle yep. didn't blow. Yep. And that ball went over their byline for a goal kick for them. When I saw that, I was like, you got to be benched for the rest of the season. That was fucking awful. That was 
awful. That is kid stuff. Like, my God. He played 28 minutes. He had 16 touches, zero successful dribbles, zero tackles, 33% ground duels, 25% aerial duels. And good God, Balu Tabla basically gifted him a free goal and he somehow managed to whiff on it. He didn't even touch like, it. He didn't even touch it. I was like, it. bro. Like, it you was just the got the cutback from Balu. Perfect. Fucking, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like Balu Tabla's right cutbacks are perfect. They're perfect. All of his cutbacks are perfect. And I'm like, the fact that you can't hit that to me means you need to go. You need to go, man. Like, I'm sorry. I'm done you, with him. I am yeah. finished with Vladimir Moragrega, which is a bummer because he's got a banging song. Yeah, he does. And you know what? He's probably never going to hear it again. Well, let's talk about the other <clears throat> disappointment this week. McDonald Neba. The, he, the man plays two minutes gives up the dumbest foul for a PK. <laughs> he had three three touches and caused a penalty. <laughs> it's disgraceful. Like, what are you doing, bro? Uh, so bad. I hate it. I hate it. Which is, hate which it. is weird. It's weird. It was kind of uncharacteristic. You know what it I mean? is. Like, it is. Because I, Niba, I he's, a good, like, he's a good defender. He has a lot of he, experience. He's He's generally yeah. very like consistent, I've I've found. And yeah. so to see that, I'm just like, that's a dumb foul to take, especially in the, the 90th yeah. minute. Like you yeah. can't and I mean I agree, like I again rewatching it today, I was like, it was pretty soft, I would call it. Yeah. Um I would say it was probably just as soft as the the blue tablet foul that happened earlier on in the first half that sh- that you know, some people argued should have been a PK or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would say they're their equivalent level of softness. Um mm-hmm. but you know, it's it it sucks that like that happened because I was like, oh, my God, as if Ottawa gives up like the, the, a last minute pen to drop. Uh, oh. I know I was the fucking I, P- the PTSD I had when you pointed to that spot. Like you could ask Flo. She probably thought I was just going to like die on the spot. It was it was unreal. And I was extra- I literally just put my head down and then lifted it up and said, I am very upset. <laughs> that's all that's all i could think and, to do and that's say. how she knows <laughs> yeah so uh but yeah, i mean Niba that new just... guy they signed what's his name uh 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 fupa uh, mwamwe i believe yes, that's what it, yeah fupa mwamwe uh yeah he, he came, he came is, on has played yeah. fi- he's played five games and he's drawn four pens love it <laughs> that's why they've signed him that's why they signed him i'm convinced yep yep maybe Obviously he's, he's maybe that's his, that's, his, that's especially because, I mean, like, I don't know. Again, watching the replay, I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, it was real, like, uh, like It's soft. I, I mean, I, well, it's, I, it's, I thought when I first watched it, I was like, oh, I thought it looked like Neba maybe gave him a shoulder or an elbow or whatever. But then it then I rewatched it, like, in slow motion when one soccer did the replay. And I was like, oh, hmm. he just – their feet got cut off together. It was like, the to foot, me, yeah. Like, yeah, and I was like, that's not really intentional. So, I mean, I know we, like, talked about how good the ref was. but But to me, that's – yeah, maybe maybe they saw something different than what we saw, and and you know they're closer to the play, and we aren't. So, either way, doesn't matter. We picked up the three points. So like, thanks a lot, yeah. uh, and Sam Salter. Thank you, Sam Salter. <laughs> yeah, thank you well, so here's, much. Here's the thing: is that that there that is basically as a team that is their game plan is to get pens before the game, before the game that we just played, and the, they have scored one goal from open play in their last seven games. Yeah, yeah. All so, of their other goals were penalties. That's that's what they do. Yep. It did this. They did it last season. They're doing it this season as well. So, I mean, like we said, like me and Thomas yelled about last season when it was freaking Kerry Javanovic uh, that kept drawing the pens. We're like, this guy is the one that you should be yeah. warning our defenders about and do not touch him when he gets in the box because he will go down and then they will get a pen. <laughs> yeah. And now it's this new guy. So, you know what? Yeah. It's, uh, it's what it is. But, you know what? <laughs> 
t- enjoy your L, Halifax, because Yvonne Perez. Because we scored 41 seconds later. <laughs> yeah, Yvonne Perez, baby. <laughs> 41 the man is back. seconds later. <laughs> oh, yeah. So love speaking it, of uh, improvement, where, uh, what, uh, we talked I mean, about how good the game was and how much better it was than the Pacific game. Like, what particular? I mean, I, I, it, it's, like? tough, it's tough to point out an area for improvement on this game. Um, I mean, I think that we've talked about it a little bit. I'd like to say yeah, maybe just shutting down ball movement a little more in our third because yep. um, Halifax was moving the ball really well and there <clears> wasn't <throat> a lot of pressure between the half and our top of our 18. There was very little pressure, I yeah. think, on on how yeah. they were moving the ball and it allowed them to get a shape. And then every time they would there would be like some weird cross or like a play through in the middle. I was like, Ooh, like my butthole puckered. I was like, ah, no, yeah. <laughs> like, please yeah. stay away from the net. Um, but but uh, but yeah, I mean, it. it if we're going to, I mean, again, I think that's something super minor. I think overall the team played an excellent game. Um, and the goals that they did get, uh, PK aside, Lamas goal was, you know, it was, a, it, was a ni- it was a nice play. I'll give them that. Like it was. Well, nice they were both really game. nice. And that's yeah. that's one thing that I, um, that I wanted to mention is that um, those two goals that they got were basically like the single two lapses in concentration of our yep. defense. Yep. And you get punished when you play like that. And then you, and then you, if you don't focus for even a second, you get punished for it. And before the, the goal that they had that counted, um, they had been playing around in that part of the, the pitch for a few minutes at that point. And yeah. I was fuming. I was like, why are you letting them play around in our third like this right now? Letting them, pr- you should be clearing that fucking ball out and not letting them anywhere close to there. Yeah. But you drop your guard for a minute and then, you know, a team like that, they play good football and then they got in position and they do the, their classic cutback. Normally it used to be Morelli that'd get on the end of those, but they got a new one now. And, uh, yeah, Bob's your uncle, bottom left corner. Great finish. Great yep. finish. But yep. I was, so, I was fuming, man. I was fucking fuming. Yeah. And, and it's funny. Cause like I was talking in the, in one of the <clears> chat groups with, with Thomas about, you know, he's like, oh, like, how do you guys think Sean Melvin did? Because obviously this is mm-hmm. Sean Melvin's first start. I think I don't, yeah. I didn't expect him to start. And then I saw the starting lineup mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, Melvin's in crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I sent the message when I first watched the game. I sent the message being like, oh, I was kind of disappointed. Like I would call his performance like a soft seven. Um, mm-hmm. Rewatching the game and like focusing a little more on the where he was and how he played. You know what? Melvin had a good game. I got I got to give him credit. He's got some sure hands. Yep. He caught a lot of the ball, like a lot of the kind of the floaters and stuff. Um, he had a couple of really great saves. So um, I think we are generally pretty safe with him after watching the game two times. Um, I think we're very lucky to have someone like him as a backup keeper. Backup. That's what I mean. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> you know man, what like, I mean? Like, and then I watched like Oxner's performance. I'm like, man, you're yeah. worse than our backup. <laughs> like, that's saying something, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the, watching a game like that and just seeing Melvin just so calm and like, like you were saying, catching a lot of those floaters, a lot of those crosses and, corners uh, and stuff like do that. You it's mean, like, man, this guy can, this guy can start for a lot of teams in the league. Yeah. Do you mean Sean Melvin or do you mean Drew Becky? Because those two dudes are they are doppelganger they look the same <laughs> when, when you, i've never seen them on the call yeah he's he was like i've never seen them in the same place i'm like oh my god neither yeah. have i <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the camera cuts to melvin and then cuts to becky and then <laughs> yo and hats off, hats like, no, I guess someone, the, <laughs> yeah. the production is well no, that was yeah, incredible yeah. yeah i was like I, yeah. yeah i was like I was, I was like man hats off to the cameraman for like doing that yeah. like whoever like cut did that side by side cut no. yeah so Jen- jenkins so cracking good. up and being like well i guess someone's listening to me out there <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not just talking to nobody. Yeah. So no, it was it was really good. Um. Yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I just I loved it, man. Like the whole the whole game was good. I can see Melvin not being here next season. Oh God, no! Um, he he is not sticking around. He wants to go he, somewhere else to get some real minutes. He will. Yeah. He will be a starter for someone else. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, think about he's... think about this. Um. Valor has had Sirwa for two seasons now on loan. Yeah. Surely they're not going to loan him to the same team for three seasons in a row. Yeah, probably not. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think them and maybe Halifax are probably on the top of the list of places that would want a keeper of his caliber? Yeah, I would. I would say so. I think those are the two teams that are in the running. The rest of you know, the rest of the top of the table, which are teams that I think Melvin would want to go to. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think those are the big two. As much as it yeah. would, it would pain Billy. Uh, so, uh, you know, with his Billy's super, got a Melvin kit, right? He's got his super tight Melvin <laughs> kit. <laughs> is Billy the only person in, in Ottawa that has a Melvin? I, I, I think so. And when he wears it, it's amazing. Uh, I just remember like, I was remembering last week he had that like sign that says like, you know, emergency backup keeper. And he was wearing Melvin's kit. Yeah. And, I, and I remember this. So I was like, today I was like, man, when it pissed rain, I remember it. Uh, I have this like vivid flash of memory of him just holding this like completely waterlogged just piece of paper, like piece of like paper that you couldn't read it. It was like it was like it was like a, like a mess of paper, and he was still holding it up. And I was like, Billy, why are you holding that? He's like, This is so good, man. It's still good. I was like, it's still good. No, no, it's not. No, it's fucking not. So uh, it's just a little wet. It's still good. Yeah, basically. So, um, yeah, I think I think Melvin leaves us this season, um, but. I will be sad because he will be playing for someone else, but I will be happy for him because I think he has proven that he could easily be a starting keeper in the CPL. Easily. Easily. Yep. 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 yep, yep. For sure. Um, We're going to get to the moment of the matches, but first I'm going to grab a beer. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. We back. So moments of the match, obviously <laughs> Alleman's goal. Incredible. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. All the goals, incredible. Tiso's Precise. goal, beautiful. Uh, Perez's goal, beautiful. Um, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Okay, so listen up. If you're a Halifax fan and you're listening right now to this podcast for some reason, I want you to just, just take a second and turn the volume way up, way, way up, way up on your headphones. That flag was not offside uh-uh. technically. It was not technically offside. And Johnny is about to explain the ruling on the field <clears throat> because he's got, so he's got, he, he's got backup. He's got backup and he's going to explain it to like, you. So this was confusing for a lot of people. Understandable. It was a weird situation. Not a lot of time. Do you see a goal sort of called off and then given again in a league that doesn't have VAR? We were talking about this all day on the discord. Um, shouts out to John who owns the Canucks uh, discord. If you haven't been on there, get on there. It's fun. Um, he reached out to some pro refs on Twitter, basically, and said, what do you think happened here? Why was this call given? So here's what went down. <clears throat> the Lionel flags for offside. He sees Carl as being offside. The referee, the man in the middle, sees the handball. And you can see him hold his arms out to give advantage because of the handball. So he, gives a, he, he doesn't know that there's an offside yet because he hasn't looked at the flag. Um, the players turned off because they're dumb and they didn't play to the whistle. So if you want to blame it on that, then that's fine. But they should have played to the whistle because there was no whistle because the referee gave advantage for the handball. Goal happens. Ref looks over, sees the flag for the offside. Ooh, calls it off. Is like, I'm going to go talk to this guy, see what that was all about. In their discussion, 
they basically each knew something the other didn't. So in their discussion, it was like, oh, he was offside. Oh, but I saw the ball go off the defender. So if the ball goes off the defender, then that negates the offside. If it was determined that the defender made an effort to play the ball. And that is what the uh, referee determined happened. It was a handball, but once you give advantage for the handball, in this situation, it's no longer an illegal handball. So he looked at that as Santos, the defender, tried to cut off the pass, made a deliberate play on the ball, touched it. Carl now is no longer offside, even when he originally was in an offside position. So the goal was given. There you go. There you go. So I hope your volume was super loud because that is multiple referees corroborating the call on the field. And I, I have to give credit loud because yeah. Well, I got to give go credit ahead. where credit's due. You know what? Like yeah. to me, that was such a mature decision for the referee to go over and converse with the linesman and be like, all right, yes. here's what I saw. He was like, here's yeah. what I saw. Let's mm-hmm. see what that means as far as the play goes. And they said, all right, this was an offside this was a clear handball and anyone who argues that santos didn't like i mean the man's are like there's a meme i think billy posted where it's like he's playing volleyball <laughs> it's like yeah he's like he's like a hand is like at like yeah. three o'clock like it's pretty high yeah. um and he clearly like like hit the ball and like hit, you know whatever it was clear handball yeah. so so it's 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 frustrating to me because <clears throat> i think you see it all over twitter and like honestly oh my god you see like i think the the president of uh the wanderers was like oh it's oh dis- their owner it's yeah. disgraceful Absolutely and i was like it is not disgraceful <laughs> and the fact that you said that makes me confirms to me that you're just a dummy who owns a team and doesn't understand the sport like don't don't say that like don't don't go on social media and like say those things and then yeah. have have no you know especially right after full time the, like man like yeah. can you imagine fernando right after full time tweeting oh that was disgraceful refereeing it's like he bro because fernando is a mature human being so <laughs> wait till the next day you know yeah, what i mean yeah and like, like maybe like talk Twitter. to talk to some people that like i don't know like know about refereeing before you're like as a, as the owner i think it was disgraceful it's like okay yeah it sucks your fucking team lost that sucks that sucks for yeah. you that sucks for your fans like whatever but i have to give credit where credit's due and the referees yeah. the officiants did a good job i have to give credit where credit's due johnny thank you for explaining that in a manner that i think <laughs> was very clear yeah. um, well it was the thing the thing is we had like we had a good discussion about it today on the discord and, yeah. and having the professionals weigh in as well it, like a lot of people learned a lot about the laws of the game as well this was an incredibly nuanced multi-layered complex decision that um, the fact that our that our refereeing team came to that conclusion in like 10, 15 seconds and yeah. the fact that they came to it without video evidence, they're like, no, if I know this and you know that, then logically this is a situation and this is how then the goal should be given. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And like there are I'm going to say some referees and linesmen out there in this league that would have completely fucked that up. <laughs> and oh, for sure. It was it was refreshing to see uh, following the letter of the law. Well, the letter of the law and the spirit <laughs> of the law of the game. To me, that was like and I know Halifax fans. It sucks. It sucks. You know what? I will commiserate with you right now. It sucks to see your team lose that way. However, yeah, it was sure. a completely fair play according yeah. to the way the rules are written for the sport. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it goes like that. It goes for you. It goes against Sometimes, you. But in this case, it went against you. So. Exactly. And the fa- and it just feels really good for us because normally that shit goes against us. So oh, my God. It was nice to be on the uh, on the other end of uh, 
of some refereeing like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Anyways, you know what time it is. You've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG mailbag it's the mailbag uh sorry for yeah sorry for tricking you all um in the chat uh in the ccsg (laughs) chat i was like oh my wife will kill me if she knows i'm recording after midnight well guess what it's one in the morning right now and i'm still recording with johnny so and i'm prepared uh, to die (laughs) yeah yeah I was like sneaky snake, sneaky snake. I'm a sneaky yeah. snake. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, yeah, so thank you guys for contributing to the mailbag. I made the excuse. I was like, oh, it should be fresh in your brain, but in reality, we're gonna answer your questions right now on a right Friday yep. morning for all mm-hmm. of you guys listening. So uh, let's. I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off to you, Johnny, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Let's do this one. Uh, okay, so ATO often plays a more passive defensive game. But it seems like there was more pressure being applied against Halifax than Edmonton or Pacific. While we have successes with a more passive playstyle previously, should we be pressing to create more offensive chances? And before you answer that, all right, go ahead. <laughs> um, the answer is yes, yes, and yes. I mean, I complain about this every week, though. I don't think we press hard enough. And obviously, that's just part of our game plan. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, even in that game, when we turned off offensively a little bit, we started to defend and hold our lead. We conceded two goals. So yep. sometimes, you, you know, offense is the best defense. Like if you can play a defensive style, but if you press from the front, you'll have more chances to counter higher up the pitch. And I don't know why we didn't play the way against, I can see why we didn't play the way against Pacific. I don't know why we didn't play the way against Edmonton. I mean, it might've been because of the weather, honestly, mm. like that's <laughs> really shitty weather to be fucking running full tilt and pressing hard the whole game. Um, maybe this one was just, you know, it was the perfect storm. It was a nighttime game. It was a whole lot cooler. Um, we're playing a team who concedes a lot and doesn't score a lot. And maybe yeah. we just saw them for the taking. And yeah. we, we gunned it. And yeah, we scored three we scored three or more goals for um I think the third it was the only the second time this season that we've scored three goals. But yeah, it was we're the first av- time this- before this game we were averaging one point one one goals a game. Yeah, we scored three goals in one other game, but two of them were pens. Um, yep. And even last season, the only times we scored more than two goals, uh, there was a 3-1. There was, was against a pen Edmonton. There. It was a 3-2. Or it was 3-2 uh, against Edmonton. 4-3. 4-3. Or 4-3, sorry, against Edmonton. Yeah. And that was the only other time we scored three open play goals in a game. So, yeah, we scored three open play goals in a game for the second time in our history. We Hell, yeah, we did. <laughs> It was lovely. It was. I love. I love so, yes, like hell no. yeah, we did. Like you and I. Like. Yeah, we did. We did it, Patty. We, we did we it. We did it. We, we did it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd love to score more open play goals, man. Yeah, wouldn't. me too. I, me think, too. Put yeah. put the jersey on us. Let's let's get out there, Johnny. <laughs> so yeah, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna throw one to you here. Our roster was overhauled after last year, and we got new coaches. There have been rumbles that maybe Cargo isn't the revival genius that some think he is. First of all, how dare you? Um, Given the same roster changes, where do you think we'd be had this season been another season under Mista? Um, I'm going to say we would we wouldn't be I don't think we would be last because I think the quality Mm -hmm. of players we've gotten in the offseason and in the trade window and all that stuff is has been markedly higher than last season's team. Mm -hmm. However, I would put us like solidly in like six slash seven if me still around. Probably hard Halifax York territory. 
I would say. Yeah, and no one wants to be there. So, uh, especially because yeah. like I don't want to like hang out with those two teams. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I honestly think that as much as people kind of, I think there was like this moment of doubt after the last game, and I know we talked about it in the podcast. It's it, Carlos had an off uh, an off game. I'm going to call it against Pacific, and it wasn't mm-hmm. egregiously off. It wasn't a complete dumpster fire of a game. It was just a game that that didn't go the way he wanted it to. And he tried some new stuff and he got burned for it. And we've seen it earlier yeah. this season when he tried some new experimentation of new players or new formations. And suddenly the team wasn't playing as well as we expect them to play or whatever. Yeah. And they drop a loss or they drop a stinker. In this case, mm-hmm. I think, you know, against Pacific, it was a particularly bad stinker, but yeah. I think that again, Carlos is a mature enough coach that he can take those on board and be like, all right, what went wrong? There were probably mm. some stuff that went right. There was a couple things that went right in that game, and there was a lot that went wrong. So I look at the way he reshaped the team for this game. And like Halifax, mm. like as much as we shit on Halifax, they lost Jean Morelli early on in the season, who was mm-hmm. essentially the linchpin of their team. And yeah. I have to give credit where credit's due. They've managed to weather the storm, so to speak, especially recently. Like Halifax has finally mm-hmm. kind of gotten out of their losing streak, and they they've won a couple games. Or well, whatever. like they're, well, they're now, not... now, 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 they they beat Valor <laughs> one of the with a pen, and then bef- didn't they lose yeah. five in a row before that? They did, yeah. So you know, they were they were, I'm gonna call it. They were starting to go to the upswing, and we, you know made sure that they're not <laughs> so they were they were winless five in a row they didn't lose five in a row I yeah yeah, yeah they, they had but, a couple draws but listen they're in but, six they're not at the bottom so that's, that's no exactly so so again player. you know halifax halifax isn't a walkover team they can surprise yeah. you and i think that carlos knew that <clears throat> and i think that he played to our advantage in the game um and you know that game easily easily could have been a draw easily like it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know without yvonne perez it would have been a draw um yeah. Yeah, so so you know what? Like, I, I I think under Mista we would be lower on the table. I don't think we wouldn't be at the bottom, but I think we'd be lower. And I'm really glad that Carlos has come over. I don't think he, people are like, if anyone's doubting Carlos, like my God, like to me he is still probably top of the of the kind of the coach of the year. I would put him at top of coach of the year. He's up there with Smirniotis and uh, Wheeler Junior. Wheeler Junior. Like I think that. He is or Wielden Jr. He is probably the he's the the Cinderella story, I think, this season. Because he took a team that was bottom of the basement shit. And I love Atletico Ottawa, and I'm saying that as an Atletico Ottawa fan, we were bad last season. And he took we, that we literally, yeah. The literally the worst the worst season that this league has ever seen. Exactly. And he took that and yeah, there was changes of players and whatever, but I think the coach has such an <clears throat> impact on the strategy and the mindset and the mental, like kind of like mm-hmm. focus of the team. I mean, I look yep. at like the video afterwards where he gave Yvonne Perez, the W in the, in the locker room. Like if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, like definitely check it out on social media, but they have this thing where it's like kind of the road to the playoffs and he gives who he thinks was the, the, the kind of the playmaker of the game, uh, a W to go stick on this, like kind of roadmap. And I'm like, man, mm-hmm. the fact that he introduced that is a huge mental, like kind of, block for guys to stand on and yeah. you know he's giving it to guys like Ivan Perez to say like hey listen we played a good game everyone like tried really hard but this person made the difference for us and he yeah. got to do it and the fact that like he's building that team like I love that I love it I love to see it um yeah. I want Carlos to stay with us for a while I I you know I have a a like an like an inkling that he's probably not going to stay with us super long term 
because yeah. I think that he, you know, he's he's good enough to move up. Um, but but I I think under Mista we'd be in tr- in more trouble under Carlos. I like I, man and Carlos we trust. I like I am fully on the Carlos Gonzalez you know bandwagon at this point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talk about the great roster additions that we've brought in, but for my money, the best addition we've made to the team was was Carlos Gonzalez. Yes, hands agreed. down, agreed, hands down, agreed. You can bring in great strikers, you can bring in great mids, you can bring in a great goalie, whatever. But the only person that changes the mindset of a team is the coach. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Sweet. All right. Let me hit you with this one. Uh, Because uh, so injuries and wear and tear are becoming a growing problem. While Camus is coming in fresh and Antonio is being used sparingly, should we be worried about putting guys out there that aren't 100%? And how much do you think that will cost us in the long run? Um, We're at a really, I think we're at a really tough time right now as far as um, injuries. And we definitely were blessed with not having a lot of injuries earlier in the season, but now the Reapers sort of come calling. Yeah. Um, we have a decent amount of players out, and we're also going to have a few players out on yellow accumulation. Yeah, I was going to say, a yellow card accumulation is going to hit, uh, who, Espeo and... I think Suzoko? Suzoko, yeah. Espeo and Suzoko are both out next I game. Think... Which now, is... don't, now, don't quote me on that, because last episode I said that Vlad was going to be out on yellow, and he's not. So, I mean, this is this is for the stats nerds to look into, okay? I yeah. just talked Joey, about Joey, are you phone listening? Phone. Please, please correct, <laughs> correct us in the chat. I believe because the rule is you get um, if you have five games in between, then you, one of your yellows gets cleared or something like that. It's like a good behavior rule thing. But uh, I'm pretty sure Vlad's going to be out for the next one. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, and, I'm I think, I th- and I think it's Mayo <laughs> as well because I think he picked up yeah. his fourth yellow card of the season or something. Right yeah. Now. So we're our our squad's getting tired, and we're in the middle of a, of a really big seven day streak, and we're going to Calgary on Sunday. Yes. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm not expecting anything from that game. No, uh, I would I would be happy with a, a draw. Honestly, I would be so fucking happy with the draw, dude. Like we're we're in a, we're in a rough spot right now, and the schedule's get we have we have we have cavalry, but, and then we have forge. But so. but you know what? Maybe it's an opportunity for us to pick up some under twenty one minutes. And like, yeah, if we think we're not gonna like, you know, if we go down, you know, a few uh, a couple goals or a few goals at halftime, no. like maybe that's like, no. all right, let's just throw on. Antonia, Kawan, Bahus together. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, the kids. Yeah, put the kids in so that we can rack up some, yeah. some time. Because, man, I heard the stat today. They said that, do you know Bahus has like 860 of our under 21 minutes? Really? Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Wa, yeah, Hua has like 161 <laughs> and Bahus has the rest. <laughs> like Antonia yeah. has like a few here and there. Like that's nuts. Yeah, you you can't. Well, that's that. I mean, just goes to show that you can't be um, relying on one player for the majority of your under twenty one minutes because then you play, then you play uh, Bahus too much, and then he gets hurt and has well, to go off sixty minutes into the game. You know what or, I mean? Or or he plays tired, which we've seen a few few games. Or he well, plays so. not great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so. we've seen that a couple of times. So yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Um, so maybe it's just the time whoever you know. <laughs> whoever's fresh put them on like basically yeah. just sort of especially for the next couple of games where are are not easy ones and yeah. maybe we can just sort of like you know we'll do our best but listen we're not going to go out there guns blazing and, and, and be desperate for obviously we want to win the game but um we can we can sacrifice people's health and sacrifice things to you know get fresh legs on there and get some under 20 minutes, under 21 minutes and things like that. So yeah. That's how I yeah. think we play the next couple of games. No, I think that's completely fair. 
Yeah. Speaking of, I guess this is kind of uh, related to that. What's your perfect ATO lineup? While roster Ooh. changes can always surprise us with the players we have now, assuming everyone is healthy, who do you slot in for the playoffs? Oh boy, uh, this will be very controversial or or personal, I guess. Uh, I'm gonna say. Let's start from the back. Ingham over yeah. Mel- Melvin. Melvin had a good game. Ingham has proved himself all season, so I would put Ingham yeah. in the goal. Uh, CBs, Espeo, Becky, obviously. Uh, mm. Acosta and Tiso. Um, and I know Tiso's had some issues, I'm going to call it with consistency, but I think that he has proved <clears throat> himself as a valuable you know, part of that unit, especially mm. when Becky is in the middle. So yeah. I would put those four on defense. Um, I would probably run a... Hmm. I would probably run a uh, Bassett, obviously. Uh, Suzoko in the six, Bassett in the eight. Uh, and then, I mean, if Shaw was healthy, I would probably throw Shaw in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say Shaw in the front. And then uh, Balu and one more. Um, Balu there's two and... more. Oh, yeah, there's two more. Uh I'm throwing Alleman in there. Yeah, Balu, sure. Alleman, and Howarth is who I would put. Yeah, that's, that's good. I like that. I like I, that. Yeah. That's good. Howarth, actually, we didn't mention Howarth in this game, but um, obviously he had the assist for the last goal. He's yes, just, he did. He comes in clutch for a cross all the time, doesn't yeah, he? Holy fuck. And I, I think that, to me, Howarth has that kind of like X factor that oh, yeah. you never you never really know what he's going to contribute. You know it's going to be something yeah. and then it's always a pleasant surprise most of the yeah. time. So uh so yeah him uh I, he's I, good I, for I, the big occasions which you know just just conceding in the 91st minute to 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 tie it up is a big occasion and then he came out yeah. big with the, with the assists. Well, so ex- the big ex- occasion ex- you know I think playoffs is a big occasion so I think how it's starting indeed. is kind of a must there. Indeed, indeed. And then I would probably yeah, I mean I would probably have like uh antonia for sure like i want to see more of that guy uh i have him on the bench uh so antonia uh neba obviously um i'm this this performance aside i think neba is generally um a a good a good sub um at this point it's whoever's healthy is on the bench yeah yeah basically But yes, that would be my starting lineup uh so you know come at me if you that's a good one I don't think anyone will. I think it's a really good starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a, it says a lot about our healthy strikers that you're still slotting Shaw in there, even though he hasn't played. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you look at the performance. Like, I mean, to me, Shaw has been the most con- – con- I don't even want to say consistent. I, I, I Threatening. I'm going to say Shaw has been the most threatening, like, striker we've had this season. I can also like say that you know, striker. obviously, he's our he's our he has he leads us in our in the history of our club. He's our leading appearance maker and our leading goal scorer. Yeah, it would exactly. seem a little cold to leave him out of a of a playoff lineup. Yeah, plus his dad's you know, like bro. He's earned so. it. Plus his dad's bro as fuck, and his whole family is this shit. So yeah. <laughs> so you know what? We I want his playing. family in the stands. So therefore, he is my yeah. number one striker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, okay. So cavalry at home is a big six point swing, and they've been electric at home, which is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is one key thing ATO can do to try and walk away from the next game with either a win or a draw? I ain't gonna lie to you, Chief. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're we're kind of cavalry's bogey team, so maybe we just. I don't know. We have that je ne sais quoi against them, so I don't even know if I can explain why. We've beaten them four times. They've beaten us once. 
It yeah, doesn't make any nuts. sense. It's pretty so nuts. Even, we are, even we're if their we're kryptonite. Even, we're their kryptonite. Exactly, bro. exactly. So I say just go out there and just be ATO, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> With that Aladdin <laughs> DNA. But I love more, that's your answer. You're just like, just play, just be ATO. <laughs> just do you, BB. But I mean, in a very more real way. <laughs> in a very more real way. It's think, very, really good. I think just yeah. be... Just be very defensively solid. Do not lose your head because they have a couple of players that can wind you the fuck up. Yeah. So do not lose your head. Don't get uh, 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 bullied into making some stupid decisions. But it's basically play like we did against Halifax. Be very defensively solid, but try not to lose your focus. Um, try to hit them on the break and, you know, press from the front as well because they have a really good defense. They move the ball really well. So I think that's the only way we get anything out of that. You think? That's a pretty basic uh, answer, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That uh, I think that works. I think that works. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's one I'm going to throw to you. One key to building an amazing atmosphere in a stadium is engaging with folks beyond just the supporter section. ATO has been blessed with some all stars leading the charge in that regard. What can other clubs that may be struggling a bit more in attendance and engagement learn from CCSG and the work being done in Ottawa? Um, honestly, that's a really good question. So a lot of what we've done, I'm going to say as CCSG with the dub has been grassroots, um, very grassroots. Yeah. So you yeah. have, you have kind of the executive, so to speak, the founders circle of CCSG kind of running the, the direction. And then you have the, the kind of the doers in the dub. Um, and I'm not just talking about the Eddies and the Brandons and, you know, like the, the Dan Dow. Like I'm not talking about those guys. I'm also talking about guys that are unsung heroes like Aaron Hooper and, uh, you know, Billy and Benjamin, like guys, guys that are that are there and they're giving it their all every game. Because um, like mm-hmm. I like don't get me wrong. I love Bryce. Bryce, I love you. If you're, yeah, I mean, I know mm-hmm. you're listening um, and, and, and you do <laughs> you do so much for us and, I, and we love it. But I also think that you're right. We have to engage. um outside of the dub and we have to engage guys that maybe not aren't aren't the or maybe may not be the this the or may not feel that they're the superstars or they're they're the they're you know an important part or or, or a big part of the supporters group but i look at yeah. for example a few games ago when the when the megaphone stopped working and Aaron Hooper stood up on his on his chair and was just like all right and he just started leading the the chance in the dub and i was yeah. like you know what we had someone that stepped up when we had a technical difficulty and he was like, listen, Mm -hmm. we can't not be singing right now. We can't not be drumming. So he did it. Um, and it's funny because because uh, I think it was I want to say it was Bryce that was talking about it. anyway someone was talking about it in the chat where they were like yeah they had tickets and se- someone had or no it was on Twitter I saw someone on Twitter had posted and said like oh we had tickets in section P and they were like uh, you know it was a bunch of the youth soccer groups and I guess what they had said was oh they looked over at the dub and were like oh man they have a T Rex they have everything in that section and it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know and and it's funny because because my they my, have a T Rex yeah and my fiance was like she was like oh like when the T-Rex first came out, she's like, I don't understand the T-Rex. And I was like, none of us do. Um, but, but now it's become, to. now it's become a, a kind of a, a piece of our culture. And even the, you know, even the commentators are like, Oh, and Wally, the T-Rex is happy yeah, with the goal. The and then they like oh pan over to the grass and it's like all you would. And, oh, <laughs> and no, you're like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so, so a lot of that stuff is just like kind of dumb meme shit, like massive, that whole massive thing. And we love it. Yeah. We're a massive team. We're so massive. Yeah. And like other teams can, you know, whatever. Um, they can't, but it's called, it's called, they pale in comparison. Yeah, but that's what I mean. And yeah. and we're at the and the coolest part about this entire uh, experience in the dub and whatever is that we're at the ground floor. Everyone that's involved is at yeah. the ground floor of us building yeah. these 
these kind of legends in in CCSG yeah. and in the in lore, so to speak. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that that's the kind of stuff that we have to engage with other groups to do. So like, for example, even today, uh, one of the guys I work with over here, he is from Edmonton and mm -hmm. I, you know, I told him today I, I, we were at work and I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to like take my lunch break and watch the game. And he was like, Oh, like what, what like what, what's, what are you watching? And I was like, Oh, I'm watching the Canadian premier league. And he was like, Oh, we, we have, we have like a premier, like a soccer, like a profession. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And I, he was like, Oh, I was like, yeah, like I'm a huge ATO fan. Like, you know, I do the podcast, whatever, like, but I'm, I'm going to watch it. And he was like, Oh, like, and he's from Edmonton. And I was like, yeah, Edmonton has a team. And he was like, yeah. really? And I was like, yeah, FC Edmonton, they've been around for a while. They're, I was like, they're not yeah. good. But I was like, at the same time, like at the but same time, local. I was like, but I mean, they're local. And I, you know, he's, he, he loved, he's told me several times he loves Edmonton. I was like, well, at least, you know what, go out to the game. And he was like, yeah, like when I get back, I'm going to go out to the game just to check it out. And I'm like, I yeah. think that that's the type of engagement that these groups need to do is actually go out and engage with people who may not go to the games now, but who would be interested in going to them. And it's tough as hell. It is tough as hell to find people that, that fill that role. But I look at, yeah. you know, our group and like, I was the only reason I got involved with ATO was because Thomas Stockton went up to me at like a pub. Cause I went to a one game. I bought tickets to one game. Cause I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. like I'm a, I'm a football fan. I'll go to a game, like check out the local team. And we were at the, we were at the Senate on Glebe or, and, um, or sorry, the Senate on bank. And he was like, you know, he just walked up to me. He was like, Hey man, like, have you ever like considered like trying to supporters group? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, I mean, I guess like I'm a Liverpool fan. I love like Liverpool supporters culture. So like, maybe I'll just check it out. And like, now I'm fully committed and co-hosting a podcast. So like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying go. that's the path for everybody, but, yeah. um, I think that that's the type of stuff that you have to encourage. And if anyone out there is listening that isn't, you know, is just listening to the podcast, but is not maybe an ATO supporter and you're a you know, Halifax supporter or you're a Forge or whoever else. I mean, a lot of them have supporters groups, but I think that just, just honestly contact us because again, the biggest benefit to this type of content and these types of supporters groups is the fact that we're growing the sport in Canada, we're growing the league, we're expanding. And the only way that this continues to be as, as good. And as, 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 you know, um, I guess, I guess, honestly, the only way we keep growing is, is if we get people involved and you know what, if, if FC Edmonton can start putting it or a supporters group, that's, you know, big or, or some of the other teams <clears throat> that are struggling like valor, um, with their with their fans and their supporters, I, I'm all for it. And as much as we beef with them, I am 100% for supporters groups. Even York, as much as I like, <laughs> as much as York gets under my well, not even gets under my skin. As much as York tries to get under our skin collectively, um, I am still happy that they have a supporters culture that's trying to push the team and the supporters yeah. group to be better. Honestly, I really yeah. am. Well, for sure. I mean, no one wants to see a, a team fold within the first four years of no, the league, right? So no, and that looks bad for the league in general. So it does. It does look bad for the league. So, so reach out, grow. Reach out to any of us that are involved, even if it's Johnny or me or Dan Duff or like any anyone that's involved in our sports group. Because like I, I'm not gonna lie. I think that every time, every time I watch ATO on TV, I'm like, we're the loudest supporters group in the league <laughs> like but like bar none we are the loudest supporters group in the league and when it cuts to the you know cuts to the dub i'm like well i mean obviously it's full of people because we've we've created this atmosphere and this like inclusive culture of like anyone can come down and just be part of like the wild party that we're having in the dub 
it's it's for me it's it's the inclusiveness and because yeah. i know that a lot of a lot of um supporters culture can be really gatekeepy yes and be like no you we support this way if you support that way it's wrong because it's not european or something or whatever or it's not ultra or something like that and i mean i know there's a lot of supporters groups in north america that pro or even just canada that probably wouldn't tolerate bringing out an inflatable tyrannosaurus rex at every game with a with a with a lay around his neck but we lean into this meme <laughs> shit you know what i mean because it's like, so dumb you come as and we you love come it. as you are man like it's yeah. dumb as hell and, and you want to take fun. you want to take and, your shirt off for like 30 minutes of the game you you do yeah. you man you just do you so exactly <laughs> so, so yes. i think i think the gatekeepingness needs to die out because it's this is everybody's sport it's the people's sport and the only way it's going to grow is to let it's everybody the beautiful game man and it's the beautiful the game they and want support yeah it's a beautiful game and it's known as that for a reason and this is why yeah. so yeah and speaking of that's a pretty good segue actually into uh into the last question this is a this is a double one who's yeah. more, uh so who what is more massive wally or the rainbow Ooh. <laughs> and, and for more context here brought bryce has bought uh brought inflatable beach balls wally the dinosaur and now a rainbow i don't know if you saw it on the broadcast but there's this yeah. huge rainbow balloon thing that it is was pretty sweet oh I, I i saw and heard it because all i heard is Ottawa's got a rainbow, and I was like, <laughs> and then it, and then it panned to the crowd, and I was like, Ottawa's a rainbow, and it True. panned. I was like, they do have a giant rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. <laughs> it's incredible. So, what uh, inflatable things do you think he should bring next? Oh man, uh, I mean, inflatable mailbag would be cool. Honestly. <laughs> Um, like because a floating you, inflatable mailbag. Oh yeah, you could pass around. People could put their questions in it. That would be actually just right in it. Yeah, it would be going around game time, and then we'd look at the questions at the end of the game, and all of them would just be like, "Why is the ref such a bitch?" <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it one hundred percent would be like that. Like, why is Escalante why always diving suck? in half? <laughs> why does this ref fucking suck? <laughs> why is Ottawa better than every team out there? Like, I mean. It's <laughs> pretty clear why um but yeah no i i again i i have to give bryce credit you know where credit's due the, the man loves the sport he loves he, he brings his kids he brings yeah. all kinds of crazy shit to the dub and we love him for it um i hope yep. he just keeps bringing random crap so that we can keep doing it the hollywood side i don't know if you saw the picture of him and his kids and like hollywood is pretty oh, dope so good. yeah the, so good. the promo video they did or whatever so yeah um yeah, yeah I, I love it i love it it's great Bryce, keep doing what you're doing, man. Um, the, you're the keeping creativity. supporters culture alive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, yeah. excellent mailbag haul this time. We loved Great it. Job, On short dude. notice as well. <laughs> Good job, <That's> everybody. <laughs> and also, um, like, haha, so you thought these were going to be answered next week, but they're answered now. Exactly. We're going to ask you again. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the dub, yeah, over 4,000 on a Wednesday night. That's fine. Which is That's ridiculous. Wild. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, everyone was great. Everyone was in full voice. Drums were loud. Everyone was singing loud. We had a oh, T-Rex. Yeah. We had a rainbow. Oh, it's funny, actually. <laughs> I think it was, uh, I want to say it was Billy that posted it. It was like a picture of a TV. And I guess at one point, the, the camera panned to the dub. And it was like shirtless Billy in like high def. <laughs> and I remember he, he was like, he was like, oh, they're getting all the best shots. And I remember when that happened, because I was also watching the broadcast. I was rewatching it tonight. I was watching yeah. it. When it did that, Stephanie, like my fiance, was like, Wow, that's a lot of sweaty shirtless dudes. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Hell yeah, it was. 
I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sad I wasn't a part of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah hella uh, FOMO, real bad FOMO yeah, for that for one, sure. So. Dub was electric. Um, but, had a hot uh, stove. We did. Yeah, we had a hot stove. It, it, always is. it was a good one. Um, you know, I, I listened back to the recording because I, I couldn't be there because the time change is ridiculous, and I was at work. Yeah. But, um, but you know what? It's cool to get fans together talk about the game. I don't think anyone could have predicted the insanity of that game no. at all <laughs> in a million no. years you never would have predicted that um no. so but that's the fun part about hot takes because someone at some point probably in the future is going to predict a ridiculous stupid hot take and then it's going to yeah. happen you'd be like oh there are nostradamus over here like predicting the future so <laughs> um yeah so tune in the hot stove there's gonna be another one uh before the Cavs game um yep. so definitely definitely check that out on twitter um, speaking of the yeah, next, next Cavs game is against, uh, on sunday yeah, against the on Cavs. Sunday. It's a tough yeah. match, honestly. It's um, um, a very tough match. <laughs> uh, after the loss against specifically, if we had picked up even just one point against specific, I'd be less worried. But uh, yeah, I'd feel a whole know. lot better about this. Yeah, but that was are. our first foray, our first foray to the West of the season, and we played like dog shit. So I'm like, oh, is that how we're gonna? Is that we how we're played, gonna play? We played in, in as West bad. We played as bad as their camera angle is at Starlight. That's. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're hopefully we don't play as bad as Cavs Field smells. Got it because it's covered in horseshit. <laughs> yes, it is. So yes, before that, tune in the hot stove. Um, I actually will say right now, I am on vacation next week. I will be out of town. I will be in a cabin with probably really spotty internet, um, drinking beer and eating steaks for a week uh, and not jealous. answering any emails. Jealous. That sounds so, great. It's part of the reason why we did the surprise episode actually now because also, yes. there will there will be no after the whistle on Tuesday after the Cavs game. It will be the following Tuesday, so we are taking a week off. So we're gonna have a double episode with the Cavs game and the Forge game. So oh boy, I yeah. can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, and it'll also be my uh, I'll be back in Canada at that point actually. So Hell yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be back on normal normal time and not doing this at. Yeah, one thirty in the morning, which is what time it is right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. We're glad to do it for you guys. Always, always glad to do it. So Cavs is away. Go to the watch party at the GCP. Always, Hell yes. It's always bumping. It's always fun. Tell your friends to come as well. I mean, going out and having beers and watching soccer is fun as shit. Always. Yep. So bring everyone you know to the GCP. Uh, game after that, Ford's going to be at home. Last time they were at our house, they smashed us 4-0. Let's hope that that doesn't happen again. True. Um, I'm going to watch it. I'm actually flying home that day, so I will watch it on the plane. flying home that day? I will nice. watch it on the plane. I will pay for yeah, internet yeah. so that I can watch it. <laughs> You're going to pay to watch it. We're going to lose 4-0 again. You'll be like, I was God, no. No, I want to beat them 1-0. Because the last, actually, the last time we played Forge was I watched I watched on the plane, and we won one nothing. Ollie Basketball, so. There you go. There you go. Um, if you would like to be there. In the dub, which you do want to be, go mm-hmm. to CapitalCitySupporters.com. Click on the link in the top right, the ticket link. That'll take you to Tickets in the Dub, the best supporter section in the CPL. More stuff on our website. Uh, check out our merch and all that shit. We're everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Capital City SG. You know where to find us. Uh, other than the hot stove, check out the CCSG Live at the Half, the Twitter space and all that good stuff. Um yeah, normal plugs. Uh, you got. Well, how can you say any last words about a game like that? I think we said everything that needs to be said. Yeah, you, you can't really say a whole lot. Um, I guess all I got to say about that game is that's the reason why you stay until the very last whistle is games <laughs> like that. 
Because could you imagine if you had peaced out, be like, oh, I gotta go. I don't want to yeah. miss traffic, and, and yeah. then you miss that like barn burner in injury. You're time. like out so. on Bank Street, and you can just hear the crowd roar, and you're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what so, games like that are why we stay. It's why this is the beautiful game. You you yep. play till the last whistle. Um, yep. So we'll see you all in uh, in a couple weeks. Two weeks. We'll see you then. Later. Later.